Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from irisportsdaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama. Jamie University, it is Tuesday, March 21st. I didn't have to. I didn't have to check Jamie because I know because spring practice starts tomorrow, March twenty second. We're all fired up for it, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, so we're we're going to talk about spring ball. We're going to talk about women's college basketball. We're going to be talking about hot takes and predictions on the eve of uh, spring practice. Now, programming note: Okay, normally we we record Tuesdays and Thursdays. This week it's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday tomorrow at eleven thirty Eastern time, eight thirty Pacific time. Uh, after uh, Marcus Freeman speaks af- uh, after the first opening practice, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his comments. Talk about there's probably going to be some roster stuff that no one kind of knows is coming down the pike. Um, so we're going to talk about what's going on with the roster. We're going to talk about the team and all that fun stuff. And um, you're going to want to, this is the week. If you're ever going to subscribe to the podcast, to uh, hit the like button, hit subscribe button, hit the notification bell, all those things for when something goes live or when we go live. If you're going to, if you're ever going to um, hit the, uh, subscribe to us on our pod feeds, right? Whether it's on Spotify or Apple, which is in the description below. If you want to check that out, you're going to want to do it this week because we, we we are scheduled to have something special on Thursday, probably coming out Friday in the pod feeds Friday on YouTube on Friday. I don't even know if Jamie knows about this and I'm not going to say it because it's just scheduled. It's on the docket, right? But it's, it's a special thing that we're going to have come out, which I'm very excited about. Um, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see uh, what comes of it. Uh, Ray John is here. Howdy, boys. Uh, spring ball, exclamation points all around. Uh, Joe Bro says, what's good, fellas? Uh, oh, Joe Bro with his own hot take. Uh, Drake Bowen will take the field this year as a starter. All right, Jamie, that's that's a hot take, right? That's not necessarily. too hot for me. That's too, too hot. hot. It's, it's flaming hot. J- Jamie's throwing it out. He doesn't want it, right? He's, he's He doesn't want to have that, so. Uh, but I, I appreciate the hot take. It's not really a spring. I hot appreciate take. it. Yeah. It's not really a super spring hot take. Um, oh, God Wang in the chat. Yeah. You may have noticed on the bottom sponsored by ESQclothing.com. And this show is presented by ESQ clothing. So thank you to God Wang hot take. Jamie and Greg are going to have some new swag soon. That is true. That is true. It's that is fact true. Check true. We are going to have a show where we, we are we sporting, uh, we are sp- uh, sporting uh, ESQ clothing and we're going to give it the full review, Jamie. We're, we're yeah. going to give it the full review. So thank you to God for doing that. We really appreciate it. Um, and so, yeah, check, check out esqclothing.com for all your, uh, all your, your, your fine dressing needs. I mean, and look at God in this, uh, in his, in his little avatar here. Look at him. Look how sharp he looks. Is there any better endorsement than that, Jamie? Right no, there. there. There isn't. He looks too God looks good. Class. He looks too good for it. I don't even yeah. know if I'm worthy of his, uh, I'm, I'm worthy of his, uh, his clothes. Uh, Matt says bamboo shirts for lice. Okay. S Gomez says, why am I here? Because I subscribed, liked, and clicked the alert bell to be reminded. And that's why S. Gomez is here. And that's why Go- S. Gomez never misses a show, Jamie. That's no, true. He's always, he's always in. That's true. All right. Before we get to spring ball. Uh, Wait, one more thing. Oh, I know oh Jamie's whatever, got one more thing. I just, just, you know, in addition, Thursday, you know, uh, obviously we're going to, we're doing our reaction show on Wednesdays, like you, like you said. So all that's going on in the first day of spring ball. Uh, Thursday, you know, I'll have my six thoughts on the Thursday. Thursday also, uh, 2024, first ISD Fab 50 is coming out. So Whoa, know, look out for that. Breaking news. Jamie's yeah. got the ISD Fab 50 for 2024. Big day Thursday. 
Big day. Six thoughts. ISD huge Fab Fifty. It's a huge ISD week. Fab Fifty and a and a special a special pod coming to your pod feeds. All right. So before we get into spring ball and our and our hot take predictions, uh, let's talk about the women's college basketball team. They they advanced to the Sweet Sixteen. In, survive and uh, advance. Survive and advance. That's what they did. Yeah. Um, I think I think the uh, the first round game against Southern Utah was a little bit more conventional, right? They they jumped on them early, cruised to a win, and then I guess it what, what day was it? Sunday. They uh, they they had a, a tougher matchup. I think tougher. I think tougher everyone around, right? I, I think um, Mississippi State started about less than thirty percent from the field. Notre Dame was a little bit over thirty percent. Um, Lauren Ebo and uh, Maddie Westfeld. Did I get that right? Westfeld. 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 Darn it. Westfeld. Um, huge rebounding day. Right? Yeah. Lauren oh, yeah. Ebo, I think she had 18 rebounds. It was an NCAA tournament record, Jamie. Did you know that? Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Maddie Westfeld yeah. had uh, had a 15, which I believe was third. Third right there. So that's a huge, uh, that's a huge, um, huge performance from them. Um, Great. That's too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Defensively, um, they're, they're – um, they're like an historically good, uh, historically regarding Notre Dame, and obviously Notre Dame's got a very prolific uh, women's basketball program. Historically good rebounding team, right? So they're plus ten point seven rebounding margin on the year. Um, that's second best in the in the in the program history, right? Ten point nine was uh, best in twenty twelve and twenty thirteen. So, uh, but on to on to the uh, yeah NCAA tournament record. Chris Wojcik says for for rebounds. So good on them. On to the Sweet Sixteen. This is. This is um, Neil Ivy's 17th trip to the, the Sweet 16 as a member of the Notre Dame staff player in some capacity, right? 17 out of 20, Jamie. She's been it's a pretty part good. Of, she's been a, that's pretty good. That's pre- doing yeah. a pretty good job. Pretty good, right? If yeah. that was the case for uh, Mike Bray, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be messing around with South Florida right now. But that's no, he would not. Uh, no, <laughs> that's another topic for another day. So they're going to be taking on on Saturday. I believe they'll be taking on Maryland. In Greenville, South Carolina, that is going to be. I think it's set at twelve thirty Eastern time tip. Did I get that right, Jamie? I'm not sure about the, that that time. I think I just that's, know that I think around that's that correct. time. I know that it's it's yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. Afternoon. Right, yeah. and 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 Maryland, I think, is the two seed in the bracket. So that's going to be a tough one. You advance there, and then you'll probably get the one seed. Um, you probably get the one seeds, uh, South Carolina, which. They are they are very good, right? And we said before that a, 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 an elite eight appearance would be an ex- a successful season for this basketball. Oh yeah, team. I of think course. Sweet Sixteen without Mabry um, and Miles is incredible. Really, if you think I think about I it. think yeah, like because you, you, you're now you're going against a team as a higher seed, and you can make the case that like if you're not going to have Darren Mabry and Olivia Miles, you're not going to end up being a three seed, right? Like yeah. if you went the whole season, you wouldn't be that. No. So that they're they're definitely. Um, I think they would have killed Mississippi State if they had them. Like, they oh yeah, just, they oh were, yeah, that was what they were missing in that game. Yeah, yeah. And Sonia Citron, you know, tough game for her shooting. But what did I say, Jamie? What did Clutch I say? Yeah. Young Kobe Bryant, right? And and sometimes Kobe Bryant would have terrible shooting games. You know what he would do, Jamie? Get to the free throw line, ten or fourteen at the line there. So the way to pick up the slack on that. But she does have to shoot better in order for Notre Dame to advance there. But good luck to them, and uh, we'll be following that, and uh, hopefully the, the ladies can uh, pull it out and move on to the Elite Eight. So, all right, Jamie. Hot Take Tuesday, final spring edition. Tomorrow we have spring ball. I'm going to let you lead it off. 
I'm going to let you lead it off. And I think we're both going to, we're going to be talking about offense and the receivers at the beginning. Well, actually, I don't even know where you're going to start, but why don't you, uh, why don't you tell me your first hot take for the spring? Okay. I'm going to start out with Jaden Thomas, who I think if you followed along everything I've written this off season, things we've talked about in here, I'm obviously very high on, on him and, and what his role is going to be in the offense. And I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of hype around Caleb Smith and, and the fact that like, oh, this guy, I mean, already it's a good narrative that he was going to be roommates with um, um, Sam Hartman when they, if you went to Wake Forest, right? Like that was the thing. And then it's like, these guys are going to develop this relationship. He can win back shoulder. He can do all these things. And I think, you know, he certainly, I, I expect Caleb Smith to, you know, be a guy that we talk about in the spring. Yeah. But I think Jaden Thomas is going to have a huge spring. I think he's the guy. He has the work ethic. He obviously has the physical talent that he's just a guy who wants to be great. And, and I think that just matters so much because, you know, when you get to a level like you're at when you're uh, a receiver for Notre Dame, um, everybody's talented, right? Yeah. And it's the guys that it, it, it's it seems like a cliche to say this guy wants it more, this guy, whatever. But he truly as like has that kind of mentality where I think, um, you know, he's going to keep pushing himself. And, and I think by the end of spring, uh, people are going to say, is he the best receiver on the team? Is he going to be wide receiver one this year? Is he going to be like, what can he do? Could he have a thousand yard season? That's how people are going to talk about him by the end of spring. That's my big optic. So, so you're thinking, are you thinking along the lines of like Miles Boykin circa 2018 spring ball, where it was like, you guys talked about it on Power Hour on Monday, where it was like, hey, Miles Boykin's having this, like he's doing, he's doing uh, a Julian Love to the point where it's like, should we be concerned about Julian Love? Like, is that what, is that the level that you're thinking about for uh, Jaden Thomas? I'm thinking maybe just, you know, a smidge below that level. Um, but kind of in that, you know, where the hype is going to continue to grow, where you're going to kind of see that, where all of a sudden it's going to be, it's not going to be enough to say, um, you know, oh, Jane Thomas will get his. It's going to be about, oh, we need to find ways to get this guy the ball. Mm. And that's that's where it's going to be. So I, I think he's going to be a guy when he's matched up against safeties. He's going to win a lot against Notre Dame safeties. He's going to win a lot, right? I think that's the one thing where you're going to really get a good good um, assessment of where Notre Dame is at with the nickel, right? And yeah. and because of how they have to handle him. And he's a guy, I think, that in one-on-ones, he's going to show he's going to be the guy that at the end of spring or – and when they – when you know, because we're not going to get as many views as obviously as we want to. Uh, based on the spring, they have the one full open practice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there for it, and then we're gonna have the spring game too. But I think when they they send out these highlight videos or whatever, you're gonna be like, man, Jamie Thomas is on this a lot because yeah. he's gonna be making plays. He's so I wonder. So this is there's a there's a uh, he's he's think of him like a like almost a cheat code as far as what he's allows Notre Dame to do uh, formation wise because. I, you know, when he went out of it, when, when Michael Mayer opted out of the bowl game and Jaden Thomas was, I, 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 we talked about his role in that, in that bowl game. And I said, he can do a lot of the mayor stuff, like a lot of the, the mayor flexed out things, right? 
He can be a contested catch guy. He can be a guy who flexes into an H-back role and is a blocker. And that's something that 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 uh, Jaden Thomas has been very good at throughout his career. And you know, all last year, you know, when when it wasn't happening for him initially in the passing game, he was a great blocker throughout. Right. And so now he gets like, I wonder how big he is now. Like, I don't need him to get bigger, but I wonder if he, if so, a lot of guys have slimmed down. Right. So, Audrey Estime yeah. being one of those guys, like, you look at him in his photos, it's like, man, he's really lost some weight. I wonder if Jaden Thomas has done that or if he's just stayed where he is. If he stayed where he is, I really think that he could be kind of a cheat code of sorts for the offense where you can do multiple things and you can run a lot of things with him in the game. And so you can be in 10 but you're kind of in 11 or you can be in 11, but you're kind of in 12, right? Like you're not really in 12. Like I don't want him to put his hand on the ground and I don't mean put him down. But if you, if you put him in the slot, but move him close to the line of scrimmage and like a stand up, like a Y, like those, like, you know, those Iowa tight ends used to do with them. just like standing up. I don't mean like that. I mean a little bit more flexed out, but you can put him in that spot where it's like, Hey, we're in 11 personnel and you need to have your nickel out here. But we're kind of in 12 and we can run at you. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's, oh, a, yeah. that's a big thing. That's the way I see it too, Greg. I, I see it where if you play nickel against them and you got a small nickel, they're going to run it on you. They're going to yeah. run it on you and they're going to see that. And they're going to say, well, you better play heavier. And if you play heavier, you get a linebacker on them. Good night. I, I, I and yeah. I think like, so I think about some of those like slot fades, especially like earlier in the year that they didn't hit. Like, yeah, I think those those are plays that you can hit this year, you know, yeah. especially with Hartman, right? So right. I, I think that's something that, um, yeah, I'm looking for. Like, that's what makes you know on, on defense as a defense, it just gives you nightmares having to prepare for that because you know, and that's why you almost need um, a JOK type. Why yeah. why a defense would yeah. need a JOK type or that kind of guy or a Hamilton to play that kind of whatever that's what you almost need against a guy like a, a Jaden Thomas. And that's just, I think it's going to be, um, I mean, I mean, if you're looking at what Jared Parker is going to do in year one, I would be shocked if he's not taking advantage of all the stuff that Jaden Thomas can do for the offense. Yeah. So like when you say number one receiver, I think, I think people might take it the wrong way. I think like he, he has a good chance to lead skill position players in snaps because of that versatility. You can always have him out there. Right now, granted, maybe someone catches more passes. Maybe someone has yeah. more yards or more touchdowns. But he could – like he will well, be a mainstay. Like, I, I think – all the time. I, well, I think that's the thing too is that we – we I think and you, you and I both think that we – that he's going to be used as this kind of like chess piece. Yeah. But but I think by – this is my main thing. By the end of spring, I think we'll say, yeah, he's going to be this chess piece, but maybe he will lead the team mm. in receptions mm. or – Maybe this guy is going to be the guy who who becomes like this big touchdown guy for Notre Dame, and I, that's that's where I think the narrative could change with him this spring because I think it's a lock that they're going to use him in, in all these ways that we just talked about. But I, I think you know there's a chance that he could be more than that, and, and uh, you know that's my my big hot take for this spring. All right, good. Let's uh, let's transition to mine. I think Buckner and Styles are going to have bounce back springs. I, I think they're going to be like they are going to be talked about. Like, hey, you know, you know who looks really good is Tyler Buckner and Lorenzo Styles. And the reason for that is, I think so for different kind of reasons. For one, for Buck, I'll just start with Buckner first. So 
first spring as a freshman had just come off of COVID, hadn't played football, right? Like that was like reintroduction to football period. Hadn't played since junior year. Hadn't played since junior year, you know, hadn't been out there. This is a reintroduction to football, right? What can you do? That sort of thing. Not a ton of expectations there. Last year was different. Last year was, hey, we want you to be the quarterback. There's a quarterback competition, but everyone knew we wanted to be Tyler Buckner. And so now he's trying to win a quarterback job when he really didn't have like because as a freshman, he was pigeoned into a into a like a like a hybrid role. Like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a runner, right? Not a ton of passing, right? Wasn't really developed in that way. It was like when you come in, we're gonna do we're gonna do a lot of quarterback design stuff. We're going to do a lot of uh, zone read, that sort of thing, RPO stuff, right? Wasn't really introduced to the offense. So, but then it's like, hey, we want you to be the starter. So it's almost like his development was accelerated on that front, right? This year, I think it's like, hey, I did the freshman thing. I did last year where it was like a quarterback competition. Now it's just about me being a, a good player, like a good quarterback. If I throw, if I don't have a great practice, not the hugest deal because look, Sam Hartman's here, right? Like I'm, I don't have to worry about like losing my job. He's not going to lose his, he's not going to lose his backup job to anyone. Like there's no way that's going to happen. I think he has confidence from the bowl game. I think that, I think that bowl game probably lifted his spirits a good amount. And I think he knows like, Hey, I can play at this level no matter what. And I think having Sam Hartman around is going to help him. And so I think his mindset's going to be, look, man, I'm just going to go out there and be a playmaker. I'm just going to go out there and make the throws. I don't have to worry about like, I don't have to worry about, oh, if I make this mistake, because what are they going to do? It's not, they're not going to bench him. It's like, oh, I don't have to worry about getting benched. Like, I'm just going to go out there and try to be a playmaker because I, I can, you, the fact that Sam Hartman's around almost allows Tyler Buckner to play freer. And I think that's what he I, needs. Oh, completely agree with that. I completely yeah, yeah. So agree with I, that. I, I think, I think that's what he needs there. Um, well, let's, let's just start on the, what do you think about that before I get to Lorenzo Styles? Yeah, I think, you know, there is something to say about um, even though it was like a quarterback competition between him and uh, Pine, everyone and their mother expected that uh, Buckner was going to win that job, right, going into it. So there was like this expectation going into it. And I'm not saying it like expectation could be a good and a, and a bad thing, but yeah. I think, you know, um, it means, though, when there's that if you have a bad practice, you get a little bit tighter the next day. And yeah. it's maybe a little bit harder to bounce back from. And I think one of the reasons that you saw him in the bowl game, in addition, like people will just say, oh, he spent this time in the booth and he got to like learn all this stuff. Now, I think the biggest thing was, so Drew wasn't there. He's there as the guy. And it's just like, you know what? They already said they're gonna take a they're gonna take a quarterback, and it's like, like you said, he could play a little bit more free. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that like, you know, he he certainly had some bad moments in the game, but like Marcus Freeman said during in the lead up to the game, he's he'd been spectacular in practice, and he made some spectacular throws in that game. And yeah. I I think too one of the things with him and. He was, you know, almost not good. I, I mean, he, I mean, he wasn't good with like a clean pocket, mm-hmm. which is like rare. And that's like one of the things too, is like, um, you know, Bruce Feldman just wrote this piece talking about the chaos of 
um, for the athletic, he wrote this piece about the chaos of the NFL um, pocket and like mm -hmm. how it's like, you know, elephants stampeding on you and all these like descriptions of like, he talked to all these different quarterbacks and what it's like and just the difference between it. And it's like, so a guy like Marcus Mariota was a guy who like, I mean, he was barely touched when he was in, um, aside from when he ran, right? Like, but when he was in the pocket, I mean, he, he had a lot of clean pockets to, to work with. And I mean, he was great. He was awesome. And you should be good with a clean pocket. And I think Buckner needs to obviously improve with that. But like his Buckner is kind of like shockingly great with like pressure in his face. Like that one throw he made to Jaden Thomas, right? Mm -hmm. Where he, you know, changed the arm angle. And like how, how many times did he get like smacked in the face? Yeah. During that, uh, dur during that game and, and still made the throw or made the play. And that's a unique skill to be able to um, keep your eyes down the field. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone can do that. And it's the downfall of a lot of great quarterbacks It's the downfall mm -hmm. for a, a, a lot of quarterbacks who people think are going to be great in the NFL. And I'm not saying that like Buckner, we know for sure he can even be an NFL player yet. But I'm saying him doing being able to do that, if you are are already showing that you can do that, you can master the the easier part, right? So, yeah. and I think I just think that that thing what you're saying about just a, a little bit less pressure, him just kind of going on, and it's like, guess what? Go out and play. I mean, I I would I, I think that's like. I almost have an expectation that he's going to be the, by far the best version of himself this spring. Yeah. And I, honestly, like for Sam Hartman, like that could, it could be eye opening for Sam Hartman. Like you could put pressure on him. Cause like when has Sam Hartman had someone like Tyler Buckner behind him? Like when has that ever been the case? Like some guy who it's like, man, this guy, that's a, that's a throw right there. Like that, that's, you know, like that's some good stuff. Right. And that's it yeah. behind you. Right. Like, look, look hey, Sam Hartman, I'm sure I, I, Sam Hartman's a great quarterback, right? So we're not, you know, he's not going to be like, well, totally intimidated by him or anything. I don't think he's going to be intimidated. That's not the word. It's just like, man, that guy, he can play. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a good quarterback behind me. Um, the other part, too, is like this is Tyler Buckner's third spring. And that was that, that was kind of the part where, you know, I, I wanted to get to Lorenzo Styles too. This is their third spring, both of these guys, because they were early enrollees in 21. Right. So they went through their 21 spring, 22 spring and now 23 spring. Right. And I think so for them, like, so like, by contrast, like Tobias Merriweather wasn't an early enrollee. His first spring ball doesn't, he doesn't really know what spring ball is all about. Right. And these guys do. And I think part of it with, with Lorenzo styles as well is Lorenzo styles, I think went into last year, like, okay, I'm going to make my ascent. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to ascend to being like, one of the top receivers in college football period. And I think that might've been a little too much too soon. Yeah. Right. Where it's just like, you're not getting a ton of opportunities. You're pressing, you know, you want to be something and, and, and you don't, it doesn't happen for you early. And then it's like, I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing. I'm not, not getting anything from the receiver position. And it's like, yeah, the, he's getting most of the targets and they're like, it's gotta be you. And yeah. I, I mean, and when you're dropping the football, then it's like yeah. all of a sudden you're squeezing it tight. Everything is tight. Yeah, now you're just like you're fighting everything that happens. And it's like, look, he's never had the greatest hands, but they're better than that. Like that's oh, not yeah, – yeah. yeah, like that's that that's 
that's an like that's not expected, right? Like he's he's a better receiver than that. And so I think having this this being his second his uh, or I'm sorry, his third spring, where it's like everyone's talking about someone else. It's like, hey, there's a reason that you wanted to get the ball in his hands as a freshman. There's a reason that he put up eight for 160 or whatever it was in the bowl game, right? Yeah. And there's a reason that he had even more than that on the table if 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 Jack Cohn hadn't overthrown him on that on that one deep ball. I mean, he had there was a 200 yard game out there for him, you know, if Jack Cohn had put it on him in the fourth quarter, 200 yard game like game winner that sort of thing, right? So, um, I just think that for him, it's almost it's the same kind of thing as Buckner. It's like you know what, this is my third spring, I can play. Like, let's just go out there and play ball, man. Oh, we have all these receivers now. I have this I have this quarterback who knows where to put the ball. I have a quarterback who likes throwing to the slot. You know, the slot receiver at Wake Forest. He had a lot of he had a lot of success there. I think there's gonna I think there's gonna be a lot of buzz about him. Like, hey, you know who looks good? Lorenzo Styles. Like, we're yeah. gonna I think we're gonna keep hearing that. And that's gonna be a theme. And and I don't want it to be like this this huge thing. Right. Like, oh, that, you know, now we start predicting like all these other things. And I think that was the problem last year was like too much too soon put on him. It's like, look, people are talking about him leaving the program. Like, I I don't think that's going to be anything at all. Like, I I think he's going to have a great spring. I think he's going to kind of bounce back and people he's going to be in a lot of people's good graces again. And people are going to start talking about him as like, hey, this is why Notre Dame could be actually good, like really yeah. good on offense because we have Lorenzo Styles. So that's my that's uh, well, the other thing is, too. And, you know, David Solomon mentions the, in, in the comments here that like he should move to DB. He, if he struggles, he should move to DB. Yeah. And I I think that's like a pretty common like that's what a lot of yeah. people say. Right. And. I don't think he wants to play DB. He doesn't want to play defensive back. He wants to be able to, to prove that he can play receiver. He's an extremely competitive guy. Yes. He's an extremely competitive guy. You don't, you don't, you're not sprinting 70 yards down the field to make a block for Logan Diggs on something. If you're not a guy who loves to compete. Right. Right. So that too also was just like an indication to me, like right there, those kind of, those, that kind of play right there says like, man, this guy cares. He cares a lot. And I have always been super high on on his talent and, you know, his athleticism and his toughness. And I think obviously he's a guy who um, has shown more after the catch than anybody else on on the roster. Um, So I think like this is, you know, I, I don't know for sure what to expect out of him in the spring. Um, but I think, do think there's, that's another case where, I, I mean, I think he can be more than Avery Davis. I, I just, yeah. and I, and I, I was a big Avery Davis fan. Right. But I, I just think that, um, he's more talented than, than, than Avery was right. He's like going to be like a stronger, like he's a grittier guy than Avery Davis and Avery Davis. I'm not saying he's not tough, but I'm just saying like. Lorenzo Styles is the kind of guy who would like smack you in the face. Like he's just one of those kind of guys, right? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> figuratively, right? And right. Um, and I, I just think right now, too, that's that's the other thing. People want to say, like, ah oh, man, Styles is gonna be out. Like, no one wants to transfer when your stock is down, and people are like, a lot of places are gonna be like, Hey, you want to come here and play DB? 
And I don't think he, he, he wants that. So if he's going to do it at receiver, like he's going to, I mean, maybe like it's, it's different after like a year from now, or maybe it's different if he has like a very poor spring, but I don't think he'll have a poor spring. I think he's going to, you know, be able to catch the ball better, you know, regain some confidence. Um, and I, I just think that, um, uh, oh, as Rajon said, uh, you know, that was his point that he, he thinks that, um, you know, he can be uh, kind of everything. So should have put and more there, Rajon. That's why that, that's what you're missing. But uh, yeah, I, I do think, um, you know, I, I just don't like to give up on guys when they have that much talent and when you see the want to in them. So um, I love this take and uh, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I, I hope it I hope it happens. All right, Jamie, you're up next. All right, so I, I'm going to talk about the defense, and I think one of the things um, that if we were going to talk about the defense last year, um, I, don't, I don't think anyone will call it fast. It wasn't a fast defense, right? It wasn't a defense that you would say, um, you know, certainly when I've, like, gone and watched the defense in person um, over the last, like, I don't know, geez, I've been doing this for eight years now with, with ISD or whatever, uh, or maybe nine years. Uh, and, you know, seeing the the, de- the different defenses up front and you get a kind of a, you know, you can kind of gauge it against like, you know, years past and, and players against years past and stuff too. And I wouldn't say like, I mean, obviously didn't see a lot, but I wouldn't say it was like oozing with athleticism and oozing with speed, right? I, I, didn't, I wouldn't say that. And I think part of that is, it's a new defense, right? It's a, a new defense, third defense in, in three years. So something as Matt always brought up, this is the first time in, in many years that they've had the same, um, you know, defensive coordinator in many years. So that's, that's going to help. So guys, all of a sudden you understand your role now. You understand what you're supposed to do. You understand, and you're going to run a lot of base stuff, obviously, in the spring. So guys play faster when, when that happens. So you're going to play faster. Then the other thing is, is you got guys like Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler. And I'm not even talking about like a freshman, like Jaden Osbury, who I expect to be like an athletic guy, but I'm talking about these guys like, um, like a, a, a Josh Burnham on the defensive line. So all the way up and down, um, you know, Jaden, Mickey, Benjamin Morrison, these guys going into just the comfort, how comfortable they're going to be and how much quicker they're going to be and, and, and just attack things because there's just less thinking involved. Yeah. And you're, and you're going to see these guys, a lot of them with the ones and twos um, on the defense. And you're just going to see like, this is a, just a faster defense. These guys just look quicker. Right. And um, I think that's going to stand out from the spring. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've really got some athletes, out there i mean you, you know so look at the corners like ben morrison to uh cam hart um those both those guys can run they both have uh sprinter backgrounds um I, uh, jade mickey has a sprinter background i mean i and the safeties too like they're i mean i think like ramon henderson i think thomas harper is, is a faster he plays fast that's the thing about thomas harper is like i don't think we're going to see that in the spring per se because i think he's got he's got some injury stuff going on that he's got to clean up but he plays fast and he plays with a lot of uh urgency Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, it's not even that piece. It's the urgency piece, right. Where he's, he's not a, he's not a sit and wait guy. Right. And, yeah. and I think a lot of the, 
like a lot like so um like Houston Griffith famously like he's kind of a sit and wait guy right he's not come flying you know, he, no. there's just not a ton of urgency there. I think Thomas Harper plays with that. I think Ramon Henderson's a fast player, right? And so, I, and Xavier Watts, perfect example of like, I don't know what his time 40 is, but man, he's he's playing urgent. Like he 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 sees it and he's going. And he, you know, that'll probably lead to some mistakes, but that's fine. I think there's just an urgency aspect to him. Uh, and I think that really helps. I think Jalen Sneed is an absolute freak show like i like the strides too like he's gonna do some stuff this year where it's you think to yourself whoa like this is a this is a high pick like this guy this is a guy who will test outside of his uh like outside of himself i mean he he's he's you can see him being a really good tester um ego is a good athlete i mean just like you think about a lot of the guys who like josh burnham another good athlete where you think of the guys who are coming up who who didn't have roles last year, who were going to ascend to roles this year. And especially they're going to get a ton of run in the spring. Cause that's what the spring is for. And I think to your point, like we're going to be hearing a lot, man, this, this defense can really run. This defense can really run. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of that. And I think that's a good point, right? Is the, the overall athleticism of the defense is, um, is, is going to be up there. Um, and uh, before we transition to our next one, I wanted to. So uh, we mentioned uh, at the top of the show we're we're um, we're sponsored by ESQ Clothing. I just wanted to wanted to tell little people a little bit more about that. Um, you know, ESQ is funded by ND alum Ga Wang, who was in the show earlier, who who we saw his avatar and he looked really good. Um, ESQ dresses the entire Notre Dame football team and custom sports coats for each game day, as well as all of the coaches, um, including Marcus Freeman. And uh, his boy, his 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 new offensive coordinator hire, Jared Parker, will be wearing ESQ clothing as well, Jamie. So, uh, God's in his tenth year. He simply creates the best custom clothing available, seen in the pages of GQ, the NFL Draft, celebrity weddings, uh, you name it, right? Wh- whatever, wherever you see uh, people wearing uh, flashy clothes, really good looking clothes, uh, quality clothes, you're gonna you're gonna see Godwin stuff. Um, if you got a New Year's resolution, a look and uh, dress a little better, go say hey to God at one uh, eight. 180 North LaSalle Street, or make an appointment at esqclothing.com. And if you mention ISD, Jamie, 10% off your purchase. If you mention man, ISD, that's pretty damn good. I mean, that's 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 good, man. So again, we're, we're excited to we're going to be sporting some of that stuff um, in a little bit, and um, you know, we're we're, we're going to show everyone what it's like, and we're we're, we're going to look 10 times better, Jamie. I'm so excited for that. Um, all right, moving on to our next one, and so we talk a lot about DBs, Jamie. Um, and, and, you know, we always mention, uh, Cam Hart. We always mention obviously Ben Morrison and, and, uh, Clarence Lewis, who's been a mainstay in the rotation. And then it's just kind of like, and then we just kind of jump to Christian Gray, who I think is a good player early enrollee freshman. I think he's a good player, but I think, and we talked about this a little bit on the last show. I just have a thing that chance Tucker is going to enter the rotation as a, as a corner this year, right? Whether it's at the, so he's, he's a taller guy. He's over six foot. Okay. We know he can run. He's got a track background, Jamie. We talked about that last year. He can run. He's got some size. And, and the thing about him is that we, we noticed is he always travels with the team. He's always on the travel roster. Right. And that's a guy, but it's like when you're traveling somebody, I, I think that, um, that shows the staff. It's like, Hey, we, we think this guy, he's got some, right. We're going to bring him on road trips. And so, um, I do think that he's got a chance to, to get into the rotation. I think it's a huge spring for him 
in terms of like, hey, um, if if he can't get into the rotation this spring, it's going to be hard for him to get in the rotation like kind of at all, right? And I think for him, it's like he's going into his third spring now or his third year, right? I don't know if it's his third spring because he was a COVID it's his, guy. Yeah, second, second. Yeah, so so it's second spring, but it's third season, entering into his third season. And, and I think that he's got that urgency where it's like, hey, man, I'm fighting for my job. Like I'm fighting for a spot on this roster. Like I want to stay here. I want to get my degree from Notre Dame. I want to be a player at Notre Dame. I think I think he really wants it. I think that he has the physical ability to do it. He just got to go do it. And 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 it's it was tough, right? And I think a lot of these the the 2020 year with the COVID the COVID class, I think it was difficult for a lot of them. I think we've seen a lot of that group kind of struggle a little bit, especially offensive linemen, right? Carmody and Baker. Like I think that they've struggled a little bit. And I just think that's in with a lot of that class. It's like the COVID year was very strange. It wasn't like the best freshman year to come into from a weight training standpoint, from any of that stuff, right? Quarantined and all those things. I think this is where he, a player like him can make his mark. You know, he's been on campus. He, he, he just went through his first full, like kind of normal year. And now he can really make his mark on the rotation. I think, I think he's got a chance, Jamie. I, I think he's going to be a really good player. And, and I think that he's got the size, he's got the physical ability, and he has the want to to do it. So I think he's I think he's going to be one. I, I no one talks about him really um, in terms of being a factor, but I, I think he's got a chance, Jamie. Um, so a, a few things on Tucker um, because somebody because we had mentioned him before, and yes. I think we had mentioned um, we might have talked about him on, on on Power Hour as well. I might have talked about him with Mike, but um, I think that. Uh, you know, and, and Iris Bronx, who's a longtime uh, IST subscriber, asked a question about him on, on the board. And he's like, why is he kind of being brought up? And um, it's a fair question because, he, he, you know, he's not a guy who played last year, right? Mm-hmm. And like you said, he traveled, but he didn't play. Um, and, you know, one of the things uh, that, you know, that I mentioned to him in response to that was that, one, um, he's a guy in the brief instances we've seen him. He's looked by far the best out of out of the guys that like him Barnes him and Barnes and Riley the guys that they came in with right yeah um, so that that's just one thing right there the other thing is like you said he can run like like he he's run he's fast he, he he's he's not a guy that is going to be um, overwhelmed with speed by anybody yeah um, the other thing is he came in um, he's one of the, the guys much like a Tyler Buckner who. Because of California, uh, you know, he had that weird like spring football. Yeah, it was uh, like four games. Yeah, you know, and I the practices are weird, whatever, right? So he didn't really have like a senior year, and it, I, his first year corner was playing uh, um, as a junior in high school. So he had never played corner before, right? So he basically had a year and a third or whatever of like playing corner before he came to Notre Dame. And then when he came to Notre Dame, it was still like a weird year in terms of like that initial development and all that. So that was like a, a thing. So he just kind of, um, you know, he hasn't had the, the, the path, especially for a guy like him who hasn't, uh, who didn't have a, all of this experience, you know, of playing the position before. You know, he's the guy who probably needed the most like technical development of everyone. Yeah. 
Um, and now it's like, he's always just like playing catch up. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another thing to kind of think about when people just want to give up on, on kids like this and, you know, and sometimes whatever, you know, it, it, it is like a very much now or never kind of situation for him because of what they have there at the position. But like, you know, you got to remember that, you know, all of those things that are against him and, and the things that he is able to kind of like, you know, that he has, that he can overcome that. Right. And so I, I think, you know, I, I don't know where he's going to be at by the end of spring, but I would not be surprised at all. If all of a sudden people are like, I mean, Chance Tucker is like a guy who can play, like he's a guy who can play. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be someone that, that helps Notre Dame. And, and it's something I also mentioned in response to, to Irish Bronx too, is that if the, it, it would be a very good thing if he could do that, because we already talked about the depth of corner, but then all of a sudden that gives you uh, an option to say, well, maybe we could use one of these corners as safety. If, if we, if you don't like what you see in the spring from, from the safety position, right? If all of a sudden Tucker's coming on, you think, Hey, this is a guy who's going to play for us. Well then all of a, you know, if you're not liking what you're seeing from, um Ramon Henderson or, or or whatever then all of a sudden that can change the di- di- dynamic there so um I think it would be it, it's it's like a weird thing to say a guy who's like deeper down the depth chart it would be like a big development if he could do it yeah. but I, I think it actually would be because that kind of opens some things up there and not just that but because first of all, he's going to get a ton of opportunity this spring because Cam Hart has the shoulder. And and yeah. because Cam Hart's had the shoulder for basically his entire career at corner, right? So it's like you need someone behind him who it's like, hey, we feel – because look, Cam Hart got hurt. And he missed the USC game. It turned into a bad situation, right? It just – it wasn't it wasn't a good situation for Notre Dame at that point. You need someone behind him who it's like, hey, we can put him in the game and we're, we're good. Like we're fine, right? Yeah. You can't have what happened against USC last year. Like it was just wasn't a good situation, um, and so I I think there too, like that's where he he has a chance to like get in the rotation. It's like, hey, I'm I'm sitting behind Cam Hart at the field, and and because of his shoulder, like Cam Hart needs to like there were how many times last year, Jamie, did I text you? It's like, why is Cam Hart not in the game? And I think it's because they want to manage him. I think they want to manage the shoulder, and so he has an opportunity to get in the rotation. And to play, you know, every every third series or something like that, where where it's like, hey, especially early, you know, because you're, you're you're playing Navy, you know, can he can he forge a role? It's like I'm gonna play in the Navy game, so Cam Hart doesn't have to do that, right? Like he he doesn't have to put his shoulder up in, in a game against Navy where it's like we have to expose him that way, right? Um, you know, you're playing some of the softer teams at the beginning of the year, right? Like save Cam Hart from that kind of that kind of wear and tear. So then you come up against Ohio state, you come up against uh, USC and Clemson and that sort of thing. Right. So uh, he has a big opportunity to actually like really get yeah. on the field. Like, you know, not just be a guy who it's like, Oh, you know, he could play in theory, like, no, to actually get out there and get on the field. So, yeah. Well, I, and I, and I think one of the things too, is why you look at the end of the year and, you know, obviously you don't have heart for USC or the bowl game. Um, and you don't have Bracey for that USC game too. And that was huge. It was massive, right? Like, yeah. um, I mean, that's the, the, the team you'd least like to, you know, um, yeah. have those guys missing for. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, 
like every position, but I mean, corner too, especially because all of a sudden a tweet cami can ruin a season, right? It yeah. can ruin a season. So, um, yeah, I, I think it would be a, a pretty big uh, development if it happens. So, all right, Jamie, hit us with your last one. All right. So, I mean, this isn't like a crazy hot take. So I kind of just like slid it in just to, yeah. so, so we could talk about it because it's going to happen, right? Like um, there's going to be at least five guys that transfer in the offseason or go into the portal, right? That look and, you know, there's, you, you never know what's going to happen in terms of um, like, I, I don't know the exact number. The, I mean, I'm not one of these guys who like keeps track. I'm like, Notre Dame's at 89 now. They got to get to 85. It's like, yeah. They're going to get there. They always do. Um, so I don't even know what ex exactly the number is at right now. If it's like, you know, for the fall that, you know, everybody that's coming in and stuff too, if it's like 90 or, or low nineties or if it's high eighties or whatever. Um, but it's just one of these things where there's so many guys on the roster now that are kind of entering this part of their career where it is going to be like a Tucker where it's like, it's kind of like if it doesn't happen now, it might not ever happen. And it's just one of these things where all of a sudden, um, you know, you, you're like, I barely got any reps with the twos this, this spring. And the guys want to get out. And I know so many guys choose Notre Dame to get the degree. And I think that's obviously going to be like a big motivator uh, for a lot of guys to stay. Um but still, like, I mean, most of the, most of the guys are just competitors and want to play and want to have a chance to play and prove something. So I think that, um, um, yeah, I, sorry, Dave Solomon, just like the hottest take I've ever seen in my life right there. It just th threw me off. I think I had a brain freeze. <laughs> um, I do, do not agree with that hot take, David Solomon, at all. Uh, what? Uh, okay. Uh, but I, I mean – you're just going to get to a point where there's going to be guys and e even like young guys that you just think like it just, it happens. There's just yeah. roster attrition. And I, I was already thinking like, there's going to be so much movement in the portal in, in May um, because you already see like just randomly some guys enter there, but like, so Georgia right now, for, for example, they've got, you know, all these guys who are like, Big time guys trying to replace Stetson Bennett. And somebody's going to end up in the portal. Maybe two yeah. guys, right? Like that's yeah. just how that's just how it is. And people always think about the quarterback, but it's just going to it, it's going to just be something where someone's going to be like, ah, I I I just I, I want a chance to play. And I think I can play somewhere else. And that's just it's, it's gonna be it. So I think at least five. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you get somewhere in the five to 10 range, if it just happened. And I wouldn't be like overly concerned about it because it's going to be guys that probably wouldn't help the the team in the fall uh, for the most part. And obviously you want to hold on to as many of these guys as possible, but some of these guys it might be better for them. So um, I, it's just something that I think people should prepare for uh, that there wasn't that big rush there was a small, like a small little push for some of the transfers in the portal for, for Notre Dame after the season. And I think there's going to be more of a rush in May. Okay. I think that's a good point. Um, uh, Joey Madigan says, hello from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Go Irish. Thanks for joining the show, Joey. I appreciate that. Um, hit the like button. Hit subscribe. Subscribe to the show, Joey, if you haven't done so already. that's uh, You'll never miss a show. And um, 
We're going to be coming back tomorrow, like we said before. We'll talk about the uh, opening of spring practice. All right, uh, Jamie, I don't. I, I put this one in here. I don't. I don't know how much I love it. It. it I. So one of them was okay. So I said Tyson Ford becomes a factor. Um, I I don't think people. I don't. Okay, I don't think that. And, and the reason I don't love it is because I I, it's really based on like nothing. <laughs> like like I. You guys have talked about him. Okay, it's not totally based on nothing. You guys have talked about him. The staff likes him, right? They like his potential. They like what they've seen from him and that sort of thing. I'm I'm thinking of a player who it's like. This was a top 100-ish caliber player overall, right? It's a top 200 on the defensive line. I think the defensive line is ripe for someone to come in and just be a guy, to be a guy, right? And and I think that Tyson Ford, why not Tyson Ford? I, I think that he he was a redshirt freshman last year. There was or there was a lot of like you know just physical growth that needed to happen there. And, and so, okay, right. You have a whole season, right. Get physical and that sort of thing. From all I understand, he's, he's got a really good attitude. He's a really hard worker and that sort of thing really bought into everything that's going on. And I think for him, you know, beyond um, Howard cross and beyond like the Riley Millses and that sort of thing. I mean, Gabe Rubio's played a little bit um, and, and, you know, Jason Anye and those guys, but you know what? Tyson Ford, He's going to become a factor. We're going to be hearing about Tyson Ford a lot. It's like, you know who we like? Tyson Ford. He, he's showing something. He's going to play this year. Tyson Ford's going to play this year. I think that's going to be a thing. And I think that I think that he's going to be like a big buzz. He's going to have, he's going to have that that big kind of spring fling vibe to him. Similar to Jaden Thomas last year, Jamie. Not a lot of people, you know, uh, Jaden. No Thomas, one was talking about Jaden Thomas. He, he had like four, spring last year. He had like four for 44, Jamie, in the spring game. And it was like, oh, Jaden Thomas. And it was like, ah, like, is this real? Is it not real? It turned out to be. Yeah, real. that one jet sweep. Yeah, the was, jet sweep. Yeah. And, and he made Ramon Henderson not look very good, right? And it's just, yeah. and it just so, it, it, but that became a real thing. And I think that Tyson Ford, like, that's, I think of all the D linemen, who, you know, there's a lot of guys we've talked about, right? Like, so Jordan Batelho, like, that's that's no hot take, right? Like, he's going to get a ton of opportunities. But I think Tyson Ford's going to rise up, and he's going to be a guy that people are talking about, Jamie. That's What do you think about that? You're the D-line guy. What, what do you think? I didn't I didn't know I love this it. you before him. He loves I it. Lo- I All love right, it. Let's go. Tell me why. I love it. Um, I think, well, one, I, I love it for a couple reasons. One, this is his second year of – I mean, as someone that I played, I mean, man, this this was a, a brutal thing. Just a little short story here. Um, so, I, I mean, in high school, I was, uh, um, uh, you know, played two ways, but I was a linebacker on defense, right? Uh, and, you know, but I got recruited to play, um, like, defense event as Russian. So my yeah. first year, you know, I'm, I'm at uh, Idaho State. It's an FCS school. It was 1AA at the time, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm there. I arrive on campus. I'm, I'm 222 pounds, right? So I'm 222 pounds. Um, I know that I need to gain weight, right? I need to know that I need to get all that kind of stuff, right? So I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, like I had a great like winter workouts. Had a great like you know red shirt of the first year. Really put put on put on weight. I was 236 and I was like in great shape. Felt awesome, 
right? I was like, you know what? Before the season, I'm going to be over 240. That's kind of where I want to be. Yeah, that's perfect, right? Well, I walk in. It's you know our first kind of like um, defensive line meeting before spring ball, and I see they they list um, the depth chart, right? Mm. And I I mean usually they don't list the depth chart, right? But at that time, but they did for whatever reason. And I look and I look at defensive end. And I'm like, I don't see my name. Like, what the hell's going on here, right? Then I look and I was with the ones at nose tackle. <laughs> and I was like, you know, W U T what, like what is going on here? And they're like, you're moving in, you're moving inside. And I, it, part of it, they moved it inside. Part of the, the reason I was with the ones one, I had, I did have a good, whatever they lo- love my attitude, all that kind of stuff yeah. and my work ethic and all that. But it was a part of it was a, a wake up call to the guy who's who's supposed to be starting there, right? And obviously, I didn't start during that season. I was two hundred thirty, but I had to put on a crazy amount of weight in that time, and obviously, I, I gained a, a lot of weight, um, and mm-hmm. and because I had to, to in, in order to be able to compete. Um, but it was like a gradual process and whatever. So I went from like linebacker right, for in a year. I went from linebacker to nose tackle. And let me just say, it was an adjustment. It this is adjustment. like this is like Junior Tuihalamaka, like not being a viper, like being a nose t- like a. Warm- it would be like moving Junior Tuihalamaka, pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. And it's just every little movement. So it's an adjustment going from that to end because it's just uh, there's so much more you have to do with your hands and uh, establishing a punch and all these technical things that you have to learn. Um, I mean, there's, there's no freedom, right? There's no freedom uh, once you get on the defensive line. And I, I mean, there's a little bit of freedom on the edge. There's no freedom inside. Right. Like you gotta, you gotta eat double teams. You gotta split doubles. You gotta do all these kind of things. And so Tyson Ford edge guys, sometimes even a stand up edge. First of all, I hate, hate this. Get these guys in a three point stance. Uh, uh, these guys who are obviously going to play defensive tackle in, in college. These D line coaches in high school. Get these guys in a three point stance. I hate that. Whatever. That peeve of mine. Uh, so he's a guy played like that sometimes in high school, and now all of a sudden they're like, I mean, I knew he was going to be a three tech. Most people yeah. knew, it, but he's like, okay, now you're a three tech. He's in the spring. And it's a different ball game. You're working on the, You're just dealing with blocks you never did before. And although he kind of flashed, you it's it's like you can never really get comfortable because it's like you're always seeing something or having to react to something. And it's just like your technique isn't good on one play. And all of a sudden you're just getting driven on a double team because it's just like and you're just haven't seen that. And you've had to have to deal with that kind of physicality. And it's not just the adjustment from going from high school to college. It's the adjustment of going from outside to inside so second year inside for tyson ford so he should be you know had spent the whole year on scout team should be much more well adjusted he's gonna be bigger he's gonna be stronger right he's still you know a guy that i heard that they really really liked um you know last last summer they really liked Mm -hmm. what they saw the flashes when they saw from him so i think i i love this because i think i like that this is the second year in that position. He's going to be more comfortable. I love his talent. Heard a lot of good stuff about his work ethic and all that too. So um, 
I think he's got a, he's got a chance to play and really push there at three tech. I don't think he's going to be um, the starter there, mm-hmm. but I think rotation he's going to be like the guy in the twos, and then all of a sudden you're going to see some stuff from him. We're like, oh, that looked like I could see this guy, you know, pushing later on in the fall. Where all of a sudden it's like, should this guy be playing more? Like I, I think that's where it's it's going to uh, that's where it's going to get to. This so I love this take. Good, good. I was on the fence, Jamie. I wasn't sure. I felt out of. I felt super out of pocket because I was like, I, I just have a feeling. I don't know. I have a feeling, not based on anything. It's one of those things. Like I don't. I don't like bringing up stuff like this because I usually I'll if I have a take like that I'll run it by Matt. Even if I'm not bringing it on the show, it's like, hey Matt, what is Tyson Ford like? Is he in like a walking boot or anything? Like, is anything going yeah. on with him that like, oh yeah, he's out for the spring? And it's like, all right, well that's a yeah. terrible take. Then. So I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. Um, Jamie Pops McGee is in in the chat, and he says he's not having a bad day. That's the uh, or not having a good day. That's the implication here. Open a better day than me. Go Irish. You know what, Pops? We're gonna start right now. Right now, your day is gonna turn around. Right this second. All right, we're turning it around. We're gonna make things better. Whatever's going on with you, and I hope it's nothing too serious. But whatever's going on, man, I hope it turns around right now. We'll flip the attitude. We've got a couple people in the chat uh, telling them it's gonna get better. So it'll all be good, man. It'll yeah. all be good. Yeah. We're going to well, hang we, in there. We appreciate you, Pops. Yeah, we appreciate Pops. Always always a part of the show. Um, Jamie, Joe Bro brought up something a long time ago, and I wanted to make sure I, I got to it. Um, do we know anything about the, the head basketball coach for the men, the search? I mean, I haven't heard anything. I mean, Christian and Matt would know a lot more about yeah. me. Um, You're going to want to tune it. You're going to want to go to irsportsdaily.com for that. Yes. Check check out the message board. uh, Christian, especially, too, is a guy who um, has a lot of good basketball contacts and is someone who I think um, when he has a kind of an idea of what it'll be like, um, I think we'll know pretty soon. But, I mean, I I, I don't know. it's, It's a weird thing to say, like, um, it, how they kind of how it went with Bray just really just destroyed them, like yeah. just really kind of just. And um, obviously they want to get the best guy possible, but it's like you gotta like now now they're gonna have to overpay and um get a guy that knows it's like hey this is probably gonna be till year three before you really kind of get it here like yeah like the way it ended not just the fact that like look. It, Look, you had to get it out. And the idea was you you want to get it out soon so that you can get a head start on the search, right? Well, other teams are filling roles now. You know, like it, it seems to me that advantage has kind of gone away a little bit. And yes. And the fact that it was the season then was completely mailed in too. I mean, that just it really needed to be like, look, man, you know, you, you're gonna leave and that's fine, and we all agree, but like please coach your butt off so this thing doesn't completely bottom out because then you lose like you know you lose the recruits jj starling's off to syracuse you know like it just yeah it made it the the whole situation was just like toxic and bad it 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 really killed them it really did and so it you know there's a lot there's a lot going on and it's just uh it 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 turned out to be as as bad as it could be and it's almost okay and and obviously you don't want to do braid dirty like in terms of just being like okay just walk away right now but the program would have been better off if they just placed like somebody as the interim yeah and then it's like well maybe this guy has a shot and maybe this guy can maybe keep 
the class together. Maybe he can convince like, you know, the guys who, everybody who, who uh, went into the portal, um, you know, that's different. Just, they didn't want to do it because he was there for 23 years and they wanted to kind of treat him like treat him a certain way. But it's like, I mean, you, you kind of got to be cutthroat in those situations. Yeah. And I, I just, it just, the, 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 the program, what it, unfortunately the way that he was coaching, the way the team was playing, it just, it didn't lend itself to like this farewell tour. It just, no, didn't, it did you not. Know, it, it was just, I know you want to do it. And I know all that stuff. Even just like the, the vibes of just it. like going to the backer and stuff. It's like, okay, that's like a fun Mike Bray. And I understand like there's so many people and, and we know um, um, like so many people that are just like Mike Bray for life. I just love this yeah. guy. How can you not yeah. love him because of, you know, what he did and, and those, those back-to-back elite eights and all that kind of stuff. But just it's it, like you don't get – you might maybe the goodwill points you get that don't matter when you're hiring the next coach and they haven't done it yet. And if I, and I'm not even a hardcore Andy basketball guy, but if I was, I'd be like, this is going pretty terrible. Like you got to get somebody like yesterday. Right. Right. And it's like, look, everyone is, everyone hates Brian Kelly. Right. Or not hates, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, yes. Brian Kelly doesn't have the, the general the, dislike, I would say general dislike, right? Like he's a negative figure. Right. Yeah. But like, and he did Notre Dame dirty, but they were 11 and one, Yeah, you know, like he didn't, it's not yeah, like they were still, three and nine. It's, it's not like they were three and six. And then it was like, Hey, I guess what? I'm out of here and I'm going to go somewhere else. And it's like, okay. And then you end up three and nine and it's like, all right, well, this is terrible. Right. Like your your recruiting class falls apart. You got players in the portal all over the place. Like it just that's what it what that's what it ended up being. And I, I, to me, I'm kind of surprised that like everyone's just kind of chill about it. Like, you know, oh, right. Mike Bray, like he like he went to the backer and that's cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I but I don't have the affinity that other people do. So, all right, we're going to end it there. We're going to be back tomorrow talking about. Um, talking about uh, the first spring practice, Marcus Freeman is going to have a press conference talking about the roster, talking about what we've heard. Uh, I think Matt will do they It's tomorrow. Like, do they get first five periods tomorrow? They get first five periods. Marcus Freeman is going to speak after. Okay. So Matt will be there at around we'll, 10 a.m. He's going yeah. to speak. So we'll listen to Marcus Freeman. Uh, Matt will, will get some stuff from him or he'll have some stuff on the site and we'll talk about those things. So uh, you're going to want to check us out tomorrow at eight, uh, same time, 1130 Eastern. Um, and check us out on our, our pod feeds as well. Links in the description below. And uh, hey, thanks for a good show, everybody. Uh, 1130 Eastern time, Rajon, uh, 830 Pacific. All right, guys, have a good day and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning.